This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. I am Craig, your host. And over there, he is... Chris. Chris. Still the same guy. Can't get rid of me. Well, now you're not the same guy anymore because we can see you, Chris. <laughs> so for anybody listening in, uh, we are doing something a little bit different this week. If you go uh, check out the Facebook page, it may be on the Facebook page, and uh, maybe go check out the YouTube channel that yeah, we'll put this Holland on. Yeah, the Assets YouTube channel. That's uh, probably the best place to put it. Yeah, go, so go check out the new YouTube channel. This is going to be on there. We are recording this, um, so welcome to anybody who's watching. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to watch, th- we'd love to have you. Does that mean I have to smile now? No. Uh-huh, no, okay. I'll take care of that. I have this like <laughs> You've weird got the pretty face. So this weird nice perma smile. Hair. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So yeah, we are uh, glad to uh, to venture into a new territory with the Holland Assets podcast video style. So anyway, we'd love to see you there. Uh, I'll also remind you, I've mentioned the Facebook page already, but go to hollandassetsllc.com and go check out the full show notes uh, and the uh, documentation that we have for these episodes. Uh, you can also go to both of those places and now the YouTube channel to comment and uh, let us know uh, what you think of these episodes, what you want us to talk about in the future, and so on and so forth. So today, Chris, we are going to be talking about the truck again. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about this third truck that you purchased, but we're getting a little bit more information about it today. Uh, but before we do that, of course, I love talking about Tales from the Road, and you were you, you did a road trip non truck i did road trip, yeah. right so after two weeks um in the truck two back-to-back weeks in the truck it was my kids spring break and we took a road trip as a family and got a got to drive one of the routes that's pretty common that uh we started out in texas and drove back to utah kind of the dallas fort worth area and and kind of got to share with my family uh, a little bit of life on the road and s- drive through some of the places that i drive through and experience some of the things that uh I have been able to do, and and then also some of the things that I've wanted to do as I've passed through those uh, those cities. I want to talk a little bit about some of those. I think there's some pretty good things that uh, drivers can do uh, on a 10 hour break, or you know, if they're doing a 34 hour break somewhere, a, a reset. They there there's some fun activities that we did such as I mean, you got any good good examples? Yeah, so we you know obviously going from. Um, the Dallas Fort Worth area into Salt Lake, you're going to drive through Amarillo. And uh, in Amarillo, we did a couple cool things. There's this um, steakhouse, it's called the Big Texan Steak Ranch. It's the home of the 32 ounce steak challenge, where, or 32, 72 ounce. 70, Ste- 72, 72, that's I, four and a half pounds of steak. I thought you were going to tell me that this is like a nice, classy French joint that no, serves you not a half In Amarillo? Come uh, on. Uh, no, it is no, a half uh, ounce uh, of, uh, you know, of steak. Have you ever go. been to Texas? I'm just kidding. Man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that there. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, it's a 72 ounce steak challenge. And if you can eat, it, it's crazy. You have to eat a 72 ounce steak. I think it's two potatoes, a salad, a roll and shrimp cocktail. And if you can eat all that in an under an hour, you get it for free. In an hour? In an hour. It's you, 72 ounce. That's a lot. That's a lot of steak. You, you want to you know what the record is? <laughs> Do I? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what? So it was set by a 125-pound woman. Okay. Four minutes and 58 seconds. Oh, jeez. Can you imagine that? Did I she could, Did she survive? Um, I, She had a second one. Oh, She's got geez. the record for two and like three, I think, as well. 
I'm pretty sure it's the same lady. Yeah, it's crazy. It does sound fun. But, it, is, uh, it, it is fun, and it's really trucker-friendly. There's there's several truck stops in the area, and they have this free limo service. They'll come pick you up in a limo, take you to the steakhouse. You can eat your meal, and they'll drive you back. It's it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Any Anything else? Any other highlights from the road? Um, yeah. So also in Amarillo, anybody that's driven through Amarillo, you see this spot off to the side of the road that has these cars that are buried halfway down into the dirt and it's right off of it's right on i-40 and um it's all these old cadillacs that they've buried and you can go and spray paint them and just graffiti them really yeah so we, we stopped with my, yeah it was fun my kids loved it we stopped and um the wind was blowing like 30 miles an hour and so my youngest kid would you know don't pee into the wind don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't spray paint into the wind either uh, my daughter learned that the hard way lost, lost a few brain cells that day yeah yeah it was it was pretty funny watching them trying to battle the wind and spray paint the the cadillacs <laughs> that's pretty good so that, that was that was pretty fun um then we uh you know going going through we we stopped at one of the truck stops that i i love uh, and, and stop quite regularly to fuel um russell's truck and travel center had uh, lunch there they have this really cool a museum with a bunch of of cars old cars and new cars there's like four mustang shelby gts wow that are that are pretty sweet that's pretty cool yeah and and a bunch of older cars they've got like a like a almost a hundred year old um model t uh it, it's a pretty pretty cool truck stop pretty cool place to stop yeah very nice um and then the last thing i want to talk about was one of the things this has been on my bucket list for most of my life and and most people not may not know this but albuquerque new mexico is like one of the hot air balloon capitals of the world it's, it's i did know that actually yeah, yeah yeah so That's we cool we did a hot air balloon ride in albuquerque you one actually the, you went up we then. did okay. yeah we absolutely we did it nice um it's one of those things that if you especially if you're doing like a 34-hour reset in albuquerque or can make that work i would highly recommend it it was it was a ton of fun um we saw a beaver going over the Rio Grande River. Um, lots of, you know, lots of different cool sites. And it just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, this sounds like a, a heck of a road trip. It sounds like yeah. a lot of fun. Didn't kill any kids. We had a good time. Well, <laughs> well if that's yeah. your benchmark, I got to say, that's a pretty low bar to <laughs> well, clear. you know, I'm, I'm not the easiest dad to live with. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's let's go, Chris, to our topic du jour, because, you know, we're oh, here, sticking with our French, French theme here. Go. Our topic du jour You're gonna is... You're going to turn off all of our listeners. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to listen anymore. You're speaking a... in French. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, go back to enjoying your freedom fries, everyone. <laughs> there we go. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the topic is the new truck, and you wanted to get a little bit more in-depth uh, into this. So last time we talked about... I think it was last time, maybe maybe two episodes ago, we talked about the new Freightliner mm-hmm. uh, that you purchased and uh, some of the things that you liked and didn't like about it uh, after a couple of days on the road. But you wanted to get into a little more detail about the purchase process, the decision process that you yeah. went through for getting this truck, right? To yep. give a little more insight. Yeah. So you always hear um, in the trucking industry, you know, people talking about, you know, do you buy new trucks? Do you buy used trucks? You know what's better, and I don't. Honestly, I'm, I don't know that I still have a great answer for that. You know, most of the bigger fleets um, that supposedly know what they're doing um, pretty much buy all new, or they lease stuff, they use it for you know three years, and then turn it turn it in and go get a, a newer vehicle. Um, I you know I I think the verdict's still out of whether that's the right way to go or not. 
And so this is going to kind of give us an opportunity as Holland Assets to kind of be the guinea pigs and, and show people. So, you know, we decided for several reasons to get a new truck. And we've got a couple other um, that are on order and, uh, you know, three freight liners. Now, it, it was your decision making process, did it include, I just want to know what this is like to have a new truck so that I can tell my audience That's about it? That's part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Just curious. That was that was definitely part of it. Okay, so um, what uh, you you purchased a new truck with? Uh, you said Detroit engine and and all the, yep. the the stuff that comes with the new trucks, the bells and whistles that you got on the the new automatic truck. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about that process, the decision process. Well, so part of it was the, was the fact, and we've talked a little bit about this before, just that it's a Detroit engine. So you know, Detroit is one of the engines that you can go to just about any. Um, decent size service center and they can work on it. They've got the parts, Whereas, they've got the expertise. Exactly. And, and they've got the computer systems. Like Detroit Diesel has given basically almost free reign to the computer system that you plug in to diagnose uh, an engine and about anybody can diagnose problems and repair them. So that's a, that's like the exact opposite of Packar and, and Volvo who pretty much lock down and only allow you know a limited number of authorized service centers to to work on their their engines. And so that's, right. that's going to be one of the nice things about Detroit is, is hopefully it'll make it easier to find a place that can get us in and out quickly when there are things that need to be fixed on a truck. Okay. And is the idea, another idea here that you, the, the profitability over time will look different and hopefully end up in your favor, I imagine. That's what, that's so yeah. we, we talked about repairs and maintenance. Hopefully that will be lower. So if I'm if the math in my head is right, the idea is you spend more on a truck now than you would, uh, but you're going to end up spending less, hopefully, in repairs and maintenance over your time with the truck. And then, you know, as the truck ages, that's going to change. You'll spend more in uh, in those repairs and maintenances, or you may end up seeing a situation where, hey, you know what? It makes sense to sell the truck, get another new one, because I like having that low, uh, the low repairs and maintenance cost. Um, and then do it over again. And that'll be part of the experiment with this for the next, what, 18, 24 months with yeah, this truck, right? Or, or even longer, really. I mean, we, we plan on um, keeping these these new trucks for uh, you know a pretty good, decent chunk of time. And, and that's really, so you, you've kind of touched on one of the two biggest reasons of why we decided to go with a new truck versus a used. And that's really just kind of the overall profitability because in theory, it should have lower costs. You know, you buy a brand new piece of equipment, you're spending a lot of money. And, and so the um, truck payment is going to be way bigger than it is with a used truck. But the theory Let, is... Let's, can we talk about yeah, that, actually? Uh, how much bigger? Um, I, you know what? I can't remember exactly. I, I would say our current trucks, the payments are around $1,500 a month. The, 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 the used ones? Payments, the used ones. Okay. I think on these new trucks if i remember right the payments around three thousand so almost double wow okay yeah but that is significant it is so you, significant. you'd better make up a lot of that repairs yeah. so and you've maintenance. got some you've got some ground to make up in repairs and maintenance but we're we're spending on you know especially on the green truck that's about what we're spending that anywhere the first from one. Uh, yeah a thousand to two thousand dollars a month in repairs wow okay so Ideally, we're you know the thought of, and the theory is is that's gonna it's gonna make up that difference, and then also the newer trucks supposedly have better fuel economy. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you get some stuff there. Um, 
you should have increased revenue with less downtime. Um, hopefully that's what ends up happening is you've got less downtime. So those wheels are turning on a more regular basis. And, and obviously that's where you make your money. Now, with that being said, I mean, this is all in good theory. That's what every, the arguments everybody <laughs> all, makes. Yep. And is, is that really what happens in reality? I don't know. That's what we're going to find out. I hope so. This insert cliche about rubber meeting road yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. That's a good, that's a good, uh, trucking cliche right there. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. So, uh, what is your plan then on how long to hold on to it? Cause you know, I, I said maybe 24 months, you're saying maybe longer than that. What is your current thinking on how long to, to hold so on I, to it? I, you know, talking to people that own or manage larger fleets, um, I've heard people say everything from they keep them for 250,000 miles and no matter what, go get a new one or they keep them, you know, five years or 500,000 miles, whichever comes first. Which, yeah. And that kind of seems like the most normal because a lot of, a lot of especially small to mid-sized fleets, they'll get an extended warranty that takes them up through 500,000 miles. And then that's when they'll sell the truck. And we've talked about that in some of the other truck buying episodes earlier, that, that 500,000 mark is pretty common right. where you start seeing a lot, you know, a lot of fleets, um, offloading offloading yeah. their their older equipment and and i think we would like to um extend that at least another year i think our our idea at this point is we want to be able to hold on to them for about six years um you know six hundred thousand miles is essentially get another year on top of what other fleets are doing um and because that's where you know it's still relatively relatively reliable not spending a whole ton of money in in repairs at that point you can hopefully you know really uh, get some good profitability out of it that last year or so. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said last time, this is going to be really interesting, not just to revisit in six years, you know, or three years or whatever, but it's going to be interesting to revisit this topic uh, monthly or nearly monthly as we can talk about how it's affecting the profit and loss in an ongoing way. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. It should be really cool. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch, and I think it'll be beneficial for everybody. Yeah. Um, for us as a company and then also for for all of our listen listeners and if we do find this is really the best way to go it'll you know most play, no, most people can't jump into a brand new piece of equipment right when they first start a trucking company but uh, you know that, that that can be a goal to get to that point at, after a certain period of time yeah if this ends up making sense yeah so uh what else do we want to talk about today chris um so so with the truck you know, I, I mentioned that there were kind of two big reasons that we decided to go with a new truck versus a used truck. The right. second biggest reason is ideally this will hopefully reduce the stress on just about everybody. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, used, used equipment is, I mean, it causes stress. There's unpredicted, un, unpredictable breakdowns. You know, luckily we haven't had we've really only had the one breakdown where it left us stranded and we had to get towed um, right, I remember that. You know, was that the best hooker in Ogallala? That was, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that story. Some dove right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that one, and then um, you know, we had the engine blow, which is really uncommon at for an, a truck as with as few as miles as ours had. But you know, with that being said, there's still always ongoing repair and maintenance issues. I mean, that the 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 truck almost you know every other time or so that it's back in at home station. We're having to have some kind of repair maintenance done on it, and so it's just it it. it so you know, it's annoying. It's annoying. and stressful. Like yeah, you it's said. stressful for us yeah. as the owners. It's stressful for the driver to have to kind of 
you know deal with and work through and so and the driver's not working yeah so they're less happy and we've usually been able to turn them around pretty quick so that it's not really interrupting the driver's um day-to-day day-to-day it's more you know there's there's things like a hood latch breaks and so um you know they've got to deal with that on the road and do a, a fix themselves to get them to get themselves back on the road or it's just it's things like that it's just it's you're dealing with things that you shouldn't really have to deal with on the road um or or a truck like right now it um we just had to get the stair tires replaced on the the green truck and the alignment had gone out it seems like this alignment's lasting for about a year mm. and and you know it, it's causing little issues and unusual wear on the the steer tires and just kind of dealing with those kind of things. It's just, it's just really not fun for anybody. And the stress, I, this is something that I, it's a bit of a hobby horse of mine that time and stress are just as important factor as money when you're considering, you know, your career, your sanity, (laughs) your whatever money is important and you need to be making money and uh, doing what you can in that way. But if it's taking all of your time so that you have nothing, you, you, you can't do anything else or if it's causing you so much stress that it's affecting your health yeah. or your happiness then you know those are things to consider as well so absolutely so yeah, I, you know even if it ends up costing you know to throw a number out there an extra 100 or 200 bucks a month to have a new truck versus a used truck what about the stress cost yeah. <laughs> wait now we've got my echo device yelling at me here in the room <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so uh anyway um let's let's move on then from this um speaking of avoiding stress you mm-hmm. know one of the biggest stressors obviously that can ever happen in the trucking world is getting in an accident um we talked a little bit about the with the new truck it's got some accident avoidance equipment and the jury is definitely still out on that whether we think it's worth it or not there there were some things that i really liked about it um like the adaptive cruise control i think is great um but the lane departure stuff I'm, I'm not turning into such a big fan of it's just it's just annoying, and uh, it's a little little too overbearing. A little too overbearing. That's a great that's a great way to put it. And so I I don't know that um, we're ordering our, our next truck that we're getting is not going to have it on it. And so we're going to kind of um, take the pros and cons and see what we like the best. But you know, one of the funny things is is, is some contracts require it. Like I, I'm I'm pretty sure FedEx contracts. If you're doing stuff for FedEx ground your trucks have to have that accident avoidance stuff on it. And so really? that's something that you kind of need to keep in mind. There, there may be reasons to have that in your fleet. Uh, you know, I'm not sure about it, but some of the other bigger contractors like UPS or Amazon, they may require it too. And so that's something that, that as you're buying trucks and especially new trucks, you may want to keep in mind, you may need to have it based on who you're hauling for. Kind of opens up some doors for you potentially. Yeah. Uh, to have different styles of trucks that can do different things. Yeah, hmm, interesting. Absolutely. I'd never considered that ever. Yep. Uh, so that, yeah, that's cool. Um, what what else uh, on the new truck do we want to talk about? Uh, do you feel like you've? I think that's about it. You've got yeah. that that one pretty well covered. Yep. Now, before we started, Chris, you mentioned to me that there had been some challenges this month in the company, and I wanted to ask you about that. So as we shift away from the truck, let's let, let's go to that. What kind of challenges did you run into? I'll, I'll get into the specifics in just a minute, but before we kind of start talking about the challenges, I want to talk about a book that, that uh, has taught me some really good principles, a book that I really, really like that has kind of helped me keep things in perspective as we've gone through some of these challenges. And, you know, Holland Assets over the last couple of years has had its fair share of challenges, just like any company does. You know, no matter how well a company's working, 
there's always going to be challenges. So the book is called The Top 10 Distinctions Between Millionaires and the Middle Class. It's by Keith Cameron Smith. Um, it's a super good book. It's a simple book to read. It's pretty short. Um, but it's really one of those things that can help you change your mindset. And, and really, you know, we talked about, especially early on in this podcast, of changing your mindset from that of a driver to that of an owner. Right. And this is one of those things that can really, in, in some ways, even take that mindset to the next level. And it, it's a really good book. Highly recommend it. Look it up. Read it. it it'll, uh, it'll be good for you. Okay. So what, uh, what sort of things did this book impart to you? So he talks about 10 differences between or 10 distinctions, I think is what he calls them, between millionaires and the middle class. And the first one that he talks about and the one that I kind of want to focus on today is that millionaires think long term, where the middle class has more of a short term um, thinking, short term mentality. And he kind of breaks that down into different um, economic classes. You know, he says that the poor people typically think on a week to week basis. And middle class typically thinks month to month, whereas rich think more on year to year. And he even breaks that down even further and says the very rich typically think about things from you know one decade to another. So their perspectives are just, you know, as you increase that economic ladder, your your perspective and, and your goals and what you're looking for become really different. Okay. And and he says, you know, to kind of go along with that, that each group has a kind of a different primary goal. And he says that the poor typically are, their, their goal is really survival. You know, like, what am I going to eat for my next meal? Yeah, How it's got to be. Gonna, yeah. Yeah, it, and, that, and that's really what it boils down to. Whereas the middle class, the thing that's the most important to them and their goal is comfort and just being comfortable. Living in comfort, I guess, is the best that's, way to put it. I'm yeah. raising my hand right now because, uh, <laughs> hello. That's you. I must be a middle-class mindset. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then he says the rich, the thing that's important to them is freedom. And, and he says all of those, you know, whether your survival, comfort, or freedom is your goal, that's really kind of what sets the precedence in your life and what it, it drives what you focus on, hmm. right? And um, he stresses that um, – it's important for us to think and dream about where we want to be five, 10, or even 20 years down the road. And, and that helps us kind of get a little bit better of a long-term perspective. And if, if you want to make that, that shift from middle class to, to a, a rich person or a millionaire, you've got to be able to look at things at a much longer perspective than just a month. Because if you're just looking month to month to month to month, or week to week to week, you're never going to improve your situation. Whereas if you're looking year over year, or even decade over decade, that's when you really start to see, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do these things and set these goals to um, do better. And 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 having that perspective helps you set long term goals, which is really what the millionaires do differently than than middle class. Because and that does one of the things that is a benefit of that is that long term perspective. Those long term goals help you persevere when you go through challenges and that's really kind of you know the thing that has it, it that i feel like i've kind of learned or reading that book is it, it's one of the things that i learned from it so this this makes sense i suppose i i would have a whole lot of questions that i'm sure the book would answer if i read yeah, it cover read to cover it. but yeah. um how does this relate to what you want to talk about as far as trucking um i i mean i i can see the simple uh, maybe surface level, you know, hey, think further ahead than next week. Uh, but yeah, dig into it for me. So one of the things is that 
when when you've got that long-term perspective, you're willing to persevere through short-term difficulties and short-term challenges in order to achieve that long-term goal. And, you know, if you think about it, where he says, you remember what I said, um, middle-class people, what are they, what's their goal? What's their comfort. objective? Oh, comfort. Yeah. And so if, if your sole objective in life is to live a comfortable life, you're going to avoid the things that cause you pain. And oftentimes that's challenges. You know, challenges, going through challenges are not easy. Starting a business is not easy. If you want to be comfortable, starting a business is probably not, <laughs> not, not, the, way not to, the way to go. because the most comfortable no, thing. No, it's not. It's going to put you in situations that you're not comfortable with. It's going to make you live through challenges that are not going to be pleasant. And, and so middle class rarely gets ahead because they're not willing to, to make those sacrifices and do those things that get them out of their comfort zone. But getting out of that comfort zone is often required to improve in life. I mean, it's, you hear it said all the time that, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And, and most good things in life are that way. Not, not so easy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with middle class. I'm, I'm not trying to harp on the middle class or anything. It's, it's just, it's what you want in life. If you want to live a, a happy, you know, a comfortable life and you, you don't, feel like you need some of the things that come along with the freedoms with of wealth. being w wealthy, then that that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you have to decide what you want. And if you want more that freedom that comes with being wealthy and the freedom that, that, that it really brings you, you know, you're going to have to go through some more difficult things. And that's yeah, just it's, usually the way that it is. It reminds me of something that I've talked about, you know, in other uh, in other venues for a while. And that's that uh, it seems to me that there are two types of people, those who avoid uh, what is it? Those who avoid pain and those who seek pleasure. Uh -huh. um, and so, yeah, there there are definitely uh, uh, there, there are definitely pros and cons yeah. to both approaches. But uh, what you're saying is if your goal is to build your wealth, to build your company uh, to you know, continually Im improve your situation, then uh, avoiding pain, you know, or or seeking comfort, uh, the way you put it, you're not is, is not the way to get there. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're just you're you're not going to get there. Okay. So. Well, so how else do you want to uh, relate this uh, well, to our topic today? Why, why are you bringing all this up with the challenges that you faced this month? So let's talk about why. We, yeah, why why I'm bringing this all up right now is because we we're facing a. a, a uncomfortable situation and and a little bit of a challenge so Vinny just a a, a few days ago quit oh man you know, he, he he was our second driver mm -hmm. he, he's only he only drove for us for about a month and a half but he had kind of a a, a life-changing situation happen to him that uh, made it so that he no longer wants to drive um you know wish him the best of the luck he, he was a great driver while he was with us did did a really good job um but so now what what's happened is the timing's really not very good for us because you know we, we, we just, just bought added, a new truck we just bought a third truck and so guess what now we've got three trucks and one one, one yeah you only yeah. have uh, uh what's mike mike, mike. Yeah. so yeah. so we've got three trucks and one driver and one of those trucks has a really big truck payment we just talked about that now <laughs> right so um you know that's one of those things that okay now all of a sudden we're in a kind of a stressful situation because we've got to hire two drivers get two trucks going down the road and um you know it's just it, it it's stressful it's it's a challenge but it, it it's it's kind of that thing if you've got that short-term comfort mentality 
it, it's really easy to get, kind of get sucked into the the difficulty of the situation and forget about the long-term perspective. That's why it's so important, as Smith says in his book, to really have those long-term goals so that you can say, okay, I've got to get there. To get there, I've got to get through this challenge. I've got to be able to solve these problems. And if I can do that, ultimately I'll achieve that goal. And you've, you've just got to be willing to not get sucked into the, the short-term challenges the the despair and the desire for nothing but comfort you just have to realize hey this is one of those things as part of business this isn't the first time i faced challenges like this i mean it's not the first time you've been with holland assets we faced you know similar type challenges it just that's the way it is i've got i've got other challenges going on in some of my other businesses that are like that it's you know i've got enough businesses and we're big enough now that there's always there's going to be something there's There's always always going to be something yeah yeah Yeah. and so what's what is the we can talk about the sh- the long term solution. You know, find another driver, find two more drivers. Uh, short term, though, are you going to be getting back into the truck, or is that not in the cards for you? I, I'm not going to. We're not right now. That's not in the cards right now. I'm not going to say that that couldn't be something that happens, but I'm not overly concerned about it because we've done some of the things that I've been practicing to preaching. We've we've saved some money. We've got some assets. Um, it's not gonna, it's not like if we don't have a truck on the road in the next two weeks, we're going to go out of business because we can't make payments. Right. We're, we're not in that kind of a situation. We've been smart along the way. So uh, it's stressful and it's challenging and it's not something you want to have to deal with, but it's not the end of the world either. I I know that we're going to be able to solve it and we'll, we'll get there and, and, and be able to, you know, it's a temporary setback. Yeah. We'll, we'll get further down the road is just take us a little bit longer. So this is this might as well be our impact tip for the day, right? Think like a millionaire. <laughs> think long term, yeah. right? Yeah. Something I, like that. I didn't have an impact of the tip for the week. Sure there you, you go. did. This there was you it. Go. This was it. it. <laughs> Look at you going just uh pulling things out of thin air on the fly. Oh, I, yeah, I I had a, I had the help of well, <laughs> Keith Cameron. <laughs> Talking about millionaires. No, I think yeah. that's uh, I I think that's really interesting. It's a good tip. Um, it's a good way to think. Uh, again, I'd have to read more of the book. I, I, I have questions immediately coming to mind, uh, but it sounds like a good way to uh, think about running the business, uh, keeping that long-term mindset. Got to keep that long-term yeah. goal. You know, and, and just to kind of wrap things up, you know, I, I would say the the lesson that you should get out of this section of the podcast is just you know learn to think like a millionaire. Think long-term. Make yearly goals. Yearly goals are awesome. They're kind of a pain to do. You may not think like they're that important. I've, and it's another thing that we've talked about, but do it. Um, and then don't let yourself get bogged down and bummed out about, you know, the day-to-day challenges that you face. You know, keep keep that long-term perspective and you'll be fine. You'll get through it. Um, sometimes you just have to, you know, put your no- nose to the grindstone. Is that what, is that how, is that how the saying goes? Something sure. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Something, yeah just, I don't know. Just be able to grind it out. You know, that's, that's one of the things that I've found that has helped me be successful in whether it's in my, my military life or mm-hmm. civilian and family life to just be willing to, you know, hunker down and, and just, you know, grind it out when you need to. Yeah. We need better, we need new and better cliches, Chris. We that's do. as yeah, a that's society. I'll let you do that. Oh, is that my yeah. job as the uh-huh. host to yeah. find, find some better I've got cliches. to deal with finding a driver and 
<laughs> and get this up, all this other stuff going. So you can you can figure out what the cliches should be. Well, this is uh, so that'll be this week's call to action for our <laughs> listeners. I, I want you know I I always have something that I want people to go comment on because I love pe- seeing people's comments. So go to Facebook, go to HollandAssetsLLC.com, go to YouTube, uh, search Holland Assets. Uh, and leave a comment with the all-time best trucking cliches <laughs> or either that so there's the all-time best ones or maybe some obscure uh sayings that i i need in my tool belt as there the host yeah. uh, here i would love to get some more of those so yeah go go comment there we'd love to see you in all those places chris uh any final thoughts or are we good for this week i'm good okay well thanks everybody for listening I appreciate having you with us and uh, we will see you in a week or two when we talk about our March financials. What month is this? Am I right? Yeah. March financials. Just to give you a a little bit of a a tease with that, things are looking pretty dang good for March. Really? Yeah. Even with the challenges you just talked about? Well, the challenges really started happening at the end of March and they're going to show up more in April, but March was, I'm excited about March. I, I can't wait to share the numbers. Well, I'm excited then. All right, everybody. We will see you then. See you.